Greetings, Seamheads, and welcome into the latest installment of the 20th and Blake podcast, a Colorado Rocky centric podcast powered by My Life Sports. I'm your host, Neil Apiro, back at it in the podcasting realm, here to talk about your Colorado Rockies to keep you, the fan, updated with all the news and notes surrounding the Colorado Rockies, what goes on in and outside of the clubhouse. Uh, before we get started on this installment of the podcast, be sure to give me a follow on the social media spheres on Instagram at avp.media and on Twitter at media by AP. Really, really appreciate it when you guys uh, interact with me, um, like my tweets, follow me, um, you know, comment on my stuff, all that stuff. It, you know, it really just helps me become a better reporter um, and just helps me refine my skill set. So if you like my articles, if you hate my articles, if you want to talk about my articles, even um yeah like i said social media on instagram at avp.media and on instagram at wait no instagram is avp.media and twitter excuse me is at media by ap so would really 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 appreciate it if you guys gave me a follow on those circuits um it, like I said, it, it really means a lot and helps me uh, improve myself as a reporter. If you like all the work that we do at Mile High Sports, be sure to follow us on Twitter at, and Instagram at Mile High Sports. Um, read up on all of our web content on MileHighSports.com, not just the Rockies, but the Broncos, the Avalanche, the Nuggets, all of the local teams. We have you covered from head to toe on MileHighSports.com. If, if audio is your thing, be sure to check us out um, on the airwaves, AM 1340, FM 104.7, or also streaming online at MileHighSports.com as well. Um, Jim Rome, you know, the one, the only, the legendary Jim Rome has been added to our radio lineup. He will be doing a three-hour show here starting in a couple of weeks. My main man, Ronnie K has been bumped up to the early morning. So if you are uh, driving in, you know, around that 7, 8 o'clock hour, be sure to tune on a, uh, tune into AM 1340 FM 1047. Check out Ronnie as well as all of the other fantastic hosts that we have here at My Life Sports. So, uh, um, yeah, and if you don't like online reading but you like physical reading, we have the magazine for you. Um, you can pick up a copy of my Life Sports Magazine from at King Supers and uh, from all locations from Foco to Castle Rock from Fort Collins all the way down to Castle Rock. Um, it's like a local version of a Sports Illustrated. I don't really know how to kind of um, detail that any better. Um, you're going to pick up the magazine. You're going to find a kick-ass cover, whether that be the current one with John Gray, um, some of our older ones, which have you know showcased some fantastic Rockies players, Nolan Arenado, Trevor Story. Um, you know Von Miller's been on the cover. Chris Harris has been on the cover. Demarius Thomas has been on the cover. Um, I mean, who? hasn't been on the cover. Jokic, Jamal Murray, Will Barton, Gary Harris, um, Doug Ottawell, the editor-in-chief, does a fantastic job of um, you know really putting together, like I said, a, a local version of Sports Illustrated. Multiple articles in every single monthly issue um, talking about a medley of sports topics, both on and off the field, um, involving your Colorado sports teams, players, and athletes, and all that good stuff. So uh, be sure to check us out on all of those circuits. We really, really do appreciate it, guys. Uh, without your viewership, without your uh, you know listenership, and all that good stuff, Stuff, we would not be the company that we are today. But you guys are here to listen and, uh, yeah, listen, not talk about. I'm the one talking. Um, but to listen to what's going on with your Colorado Rockies. And today they finished a nine-game road trip with a victory, a 6-3 to victory versus the San Francisco Giants, finishing out that three-game series with two wins, um, bounced back nicely after losing 4-2 uh, to two on Tuesday night. Um, so, yeah, like I said, a nine-game road trip for the Rockies has been completed with a winning record. Um, this was a very, very important road trip for the Rockies, considering that it 
it was nine games against all divisional opponents. So um, a quick recap, the road trip started off on a really, really positive note for the Rockies. They swept the Arizona Diamondbacks. The offense was clicking. The pitching was in sync. Um, all of that good stuff. And then it was a, a tale of two series, per se, when they went over to Los Angeles, who I'll talk about a lot more here in a little bit. But um, Rockies ended up getting swept versus the Dodgers, losing all three of those games in kind of reverse fashion of that Arizona series. The pitching struggled. Um, the hitting was not precise. And, and, you know, as a result, the Rockies are currently, um, you know, dealing with an 11-game losing streak to the division rival Dodgers. Uh, but, you know, in, on a positive note, the Rockies did bounce back against the San Francisco Giants, were able to take two of three, so some short memory in effect there. Um all in all, boiling down to a 5-4 and four record on this homestand. And, and, you know, I produce television for Afternoon Drive with Eric Goodman and Les Shapiro here on the on My Life Sports uh, Radio and TV. And, you know, they this was kind of a subject that was talked about through, throughout the uh, radio show today in a segment was, do you consider, you know, this 5-4 and four record on a homestand, you know, a positive? Is that a victory per se? And, you know, 9 times out of 10, the answer would be yes. You know, any especially when you go, anytime you go on the road for, you know, a lengthy trip and you come out with a winning record, you know, I think that it's a, a very, very big positive. But, you know, for the Rockies, I think, you know, to sweep Arizona was really nice. It really was. I mean, I mean, Arizona isn't a phenomenal team, but they're competitive, um, you know, and, and Bud Black, like he always likes to say is, um, you know, when you play a divisional opponent, there's not much missing. You know, there's not a lot hiding, you know, since you play them so much, you really know what each team has, um, you know within the lineup and the rotation in the bullpen, you know, off the bench, all that stuff. Um, so it was really encouraging to see the Rockies come out and sweep that three game series. And, and, and where the disheartening factor comes in is really that Dodgers series, because you expect the Rockies to beat up on teams like the Diamondbacks, like the San Francisco Giants that they just finished up that series with today. Um, but the games that they need to show some promise and show some signs of improvement are against teams like the Dodgers. Um, you know, we saw them play decent against the Cubs earlier this season. The Brewers had their number. You know, playoff caliber teams, the Rockies have not fared well here recently, but the Dodgers have to be the most alarming. And listen, I, I understand that they are, by and large, the best, the deepest, the most refined team in baseball in all the National League as well. Um, and because of that, you know, the Dodgers are no easy task. But when, you, when you're the Rockies and, and you're sitting here, you know, back-to-back -back seasons with postseason appearances. 2017, yeah, happy to be here. 2018, you grinded, you won a game, you got to the National League Division Series and proceeded to get embarrassed. You know, in order to take that next step, you know, I don't know what you fans would consider a success this season. In my eyes, if I considered myself a Rockies fan, it would have to be at least to get back to the National League Division Series and make it go four or five games, potentially. Um, you know, obviously, you'd like to see them get to the championship series, um, take that next step. But, you know, being, you know, a little bit of a realist, I just don't see that as a realistic possibility, considering the surplus of talents that other clubs have, like the Cubs, like the Dodgers. Um and the reason I put so much stock into this, you know, the recent series against the Dodgers, and they have another one coming up um, here starting tomorrow, is because if you want to be taken seriously nationally, if you want to be taken seriously within your division, if you want to just be taken seriously in casual baseball conversation, you need to show that you can hang with the cream of the crop. And, you know, the Rockies are still, you know, despite all of their recent successes, you know, they're still sitting at the kids' table when it comes to the big boys, um, um, you know, challenging for a World Series title. You know, they're, they're a playoff caliber team, but they're one of the lesser caliber teams in that, you know, category. I 
I, I think a perfect comparison um, for what the Rockies currently are is taking a look at those Pittsburgh Pirates teams of a few seasons ago. Um, I believe they went on a run between 2013 and 2015 where they made three consecutive appearances in the playoffs, you know, lost a couple wild card games, you know, got to the division series once, but never really did anything more than that and then kind of just disintegrated, um, you know, after their short little window of opportunity was open. And the reason I think this is such a fantastic comparison is just simply due to market size. Um, you know, the Pittsburgh Pirates and the Colorado Rockies operate very, very similarly. You know, they're not going to be in the running for these high-profile relief pitchers or these high-profile position players, you know, come July 31st. You know, we saw the Dodgers last season go after, you know, and trade for Manny Machado when Corey Seager went down. You know, assuming that the Rockies were in that position and Trevor Story was injured, you know, that's a move they're not going to make. You know, they're not going to invest. You know, there's the old saying that, you know, teams like the Dodgers, the Red Sox, the Yankees, you know, they lose a $30 million a year player to injury, they go ahead and find a $20 million a year player to replace them. And, and that's just, you know, a, a systematic way of thinking that the Rockies do not have. You know, that is not how they operate. And, you know, they're more more so a build from within type team. Um, and, and, you know, I think that's what's a little bit concerning, you know, in terms of the longevity of the success that the Rockies have endured here recently. Um, you know, there, there's no denying how spectacular the past two seasons have been for the Rockies and their fans. You know, to see this team rise up the way that they did in 17 and then and then repeat that in 18, you know, it was phenomenal. You know, we haven't seen that from this club before. Um, but I hate to break it to you, it seems like reality is really, really setting in for the Rockies right now, you know, despite their record. You know, the Rockies are have been playing phenomenal baseball for roughly two months now, and I'm still not sure I'm, I'm still not sold about them making the playoffs um, for a couple of reasons, but you know the Rockies sitting here with a record of 42 and 38. That's that's pretty dang good. And you know if the season ended today, you know they are going to be in the playoffs, but there's still you know basically a half a season left to play, um, and, and we just don't know where the Rockies are going to end up. And my gut tells me that they will end up on the outside looking in due to other teams in the hunt willing you know their willingness to go out and spend and add you know and all that stuff. Um, how does this relate to the Dodgers? Um, essentially, you know the Dodgers are the cream of the crop. They are the number one baseball team in the National League. They play within the Rockies division. They see each other a lot. And for the Rockies to be on this current 11-game losing streak is so startling. And I think it really is a testament of just how far off the Rockies are from being on a level like the Dodgers, from being a similar caliber team like Los Angeles. Um, you know, and it's just, that's why, yes, a 5-4 and four record on a 9-game homestand against divisional opponents is great. You'll take that any way in which you can get it. But those losses were just so devastating that in which they endured. Um, you know, two of those three games in Los Angeles, they should have won. They lose two in, in, in walk-off fashion. Um, you know, they have to beat the Dodgers. And I'm not just trying to sound like a cynical reporter or anything like that, but if you want to be taken seriously nationally, if you want to be taken seriously even locally, you know, a, a lot of these radio stations, a lot of these websites, you know, that, that, that cover quote-unquote all teams, they don't give Rockies credit. And, you know, I see a lot of Rockies fans on social media, you know, clamoring, oh, why is this station, you know, not talking about the Rockies? Why are they talking about the Broncos? Blah, blah, blah. The reason is because right now the Rockies have been a feel-good story for the past two seasons. They really have. But they're nowhere near being a perennial contender, or at least being in that breath of air. Um, and, and, you know beating, solidifying, and doing damage against the Dodgers is a, is a good first step if they want to be taken seriously around the league, um, you know, in, in sports conversations and chatter, um, you know, but like I said, a, a fi I don't want to, you know, bludgeon the situation too much. Rockies are in a very good position considering the circumstances that they went through earlier this season. Again, a record of 42 and 38. That is good for second place in the National League. Um, 
And, and, you know, an encouraging thing is that the Rockies have been trending here in the right direction, uh, you know, since May 1, really. They've, they've turned things on. They've really improved their play substantially. Um, I, my, my question is more so live with the longevity of this club. Um, you know, as I said earlier today, or in this podcast, excuse me, um, should the season end today, the Rockies would be the second wild card and would face off against the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, you know, that's great, but... I think the teams like the Philadelphia Phillies who are on the outside looking in, the St. Louis Cardinals, um, you know, the San Diego Padres, you know, there, there is a lot of teams that were th- that are within that five game range of that wild card spot. The Washington Nationals are another club. You know, these are big time market teams. These are teams that have a history of going out and acquiring assets when needed. And you can't say the same for the Rockies. And the fact that the Rockies record is what it is at this point in the season considering the injuries that they had to go through considering that john gray and herman marquez are the lone two arms remaining from the Rockies starting rotation that opened up the season the fact that um you, you, there, there's just so many different things that have you know gone on the inconsistencies in the bullpen the inconsistencies from the rotation like i said the injuries in the lineup um you know th- there's so many reasons why this club should be sub 500 and treading water but they're not and they're sitting you know a few games above 500 and, and right there smack dab in the middle of postseason contention and, and, and you know you would think that given how this season started and how the team bounced back that they would have a good chance to make the playoffs and I'm not saying that they don't but these teams like the Cardinals like the Nationals like the Phillies they're going to go out and they're going to spend and they're going to go out and they're going to trade and they're going to bolster their team for you know the long haul the home stretch of the season and, and you know that's where my worry lies you know is this current progress that we've seen from the Rockies sustainable for the rest of the season you know we're not even in July yet and we've still seen you know problems within the rotation problems within the bullpen and I understand that a lot of teams will go through similar situations but the Rockies depth is minuscule at this point we have peter lambert and chichi gonzalez currently in the rockies rotation at the moment you know two guys that you know for a rotation in a club that have postseason and world series aspirations that that that's not great you know that that's not ideal you know that that's not the rotation you want to throw out there with two guys like gonzalez and lambert and, and no disrespect to them but gonzalez is a, is, a, is a journeyman starting pitcher and peter lambert is 22 years old who had an inflated era i believe over five in triple a before being called up so you know i, I wrote numerous articles on this from mylesports.com before the season started that colorado really really was rolling the dice on this crop of players um you know it's paid off so far but i do have questions here as the season continues to progress um, and, and I'm not so sure that the Rockies will be, you know, that hand selected that that group of teams that ends up making the postseason at the end of the year simply because I don't know how much longer their depth is going to be this reliable and you know how they're going to continue to perform you know with basically half of the season left to go but let's shift our sights here to this upcoming series against Los Angeles Dodgers that was just kind of a, a general synopsis of, of where the Rockies stand and and, and you know not trying to put a damper on this recent road trip because, like I said, a, a five and four record, you know, against divisional opponents on the road is is phenomenal. It really is. But considering those three losses against the Dodgers, you know, th- that has to speak for something, in my opinion. But the Rockies will have yet another opportunity against Los Angeles. Um, here coming up, a four-game set beginning tomorrow at Coors Field versus the division rival Dodgers. Um, yeah, you know, like I said, a four-game set, a, a very big opportunity for the Rockies to get back on track. You know, versus the Dodgers this season. Um, I think I said it earlier that Colorado is currently riding an 11-game losing streak versus Los Angeles Dodgers, so not good at all. Additionally, the Rockies have been shaky in regards to their play against the division. Just a game above 500, you know, against teams uh, in the NL West 
good for a 17 and 16 record. They have yet to beat the Dodgers this season. They are eight and two against the Diamondbacks, six and three against the Padres, four and five against the Giants, and zero and six versus the Los Angeles Dodgers. So a big, big opportunity for the Rockies to try to refine their footing against the Dodgers, try to get back on track and all that stuff. Um, like I was saying earlier in this podcast, if you are a fan of my work, be sure to follow me on Instagram and Twitter. Instagram at media by or Twitter at media by AP and um, Instagram at avp.media going to be writing a really cool story that will go up tomorrow morning on mylifesports.com talking and analyzing about um, you know this Rockies Dodgers quote unquote rivalry or lack thereof per se um, and, and you know how the Rockies will always be little brother compared to the Dodgers until they prove us otherwise so um, you're going to want to check that out but you know like I said a massive opportunity for the Rockies to get back on track tomorrow versus you know just this season and, and with the Dodgers um, it will be a tough task in game one with uh Dodgers ace Walker Bueller is set to take the mound. Bueller has pitched to an 8-1 and record this season with a 2.96 earned run average. Peter Lambert, the 22-year-old, will oppose him. Lambert, the California native, 2-0 with a 5.85 earned run average this season. Um, game two, Antonio Zanzatella, who is going to be coming off a nice outing, will oppose you know the likely starter in the National League for the All-Star game, Hinjin Ryu. Ryu has pitched to a 9-1 record in a... <laughs> Oh my gosh, an astounding 1.27 earned run average this season. Sensatella with a mark of 6 and 5 and an ERA of 4.91. Game three, moving along, John Gray, who has, you know, kind of reemerged himself and reaffirmed himself as the potential ace of this Rockies rotation. Um, I shouldn't say that word because John Gray and and Herman Marquez, for that matter, are moons away from being considered an ace around the league. But, um, Essentially, what I'm trying to say is John Gray has been the Rockies' best pitcher this season. Gray's ERA currently sitting below four following his last outing. He has a record of 8-5 and five with a 3.92 mark um, in the earned, uh, earned run average department. Um, longtime perennial Cy Young Award winner, all that good stuff. Ace of the Dodgers for you know nearly a decade now. Clayton Kershaw will oppose John Gray in Game 3. Kershaw, my gosh, I mean, these guys all have one loss <laughs> for the Dodgers. Kershaw with a 7-1 record and a 3.07 earned run average, so that'll be a, a an interesting matchup um you know a veteran stud in kershaw and a young up i mean john's not super young anymore but an emerging talent in john gray and the rockies will send chichi gonzalez to the mound to um finish off that series against the los angeles dodgers gonzalez 0-1 this season after making his first start last night against san francisco with an earned run average of 4.40 and kente maeda will take the mound for los angeles he has pitched to a 7-4 record and a 3.76 earned run average so um, just to give you an idea of how dang good the Dodgers are, all four of those pitchers that I just listed have ERAs under four. Um, that is phenomenal. The, the Dodgers are just such a deep team. Their their farm system is, is phenomenal, and they truly are one of the marquee franchises of the past few seasons. You know, they've won the National League two years in a row, and it's looking like they're going to do it again for the third year. Um, so that's why, you know, for a team like the Rockies that like I said, are considered a postseason caliber team that have yet to, you know, rise to World Series contender in that form of stardom. These games against the Dodgers are really important building blocks moving forward should the Rockies want to get to that stature. So going to be really interesting to see how this series boils out, guys. But, um, you know, this team is still kind of floating in purgatory. You know, the Rockies have been playing much better as of late, um, but there is definitely some concerns, you know, in terms of the longevity 
of the uh, you know of the club where they will finish the season and what happens to them moving forward. So um, the bullpen is still a little bit of a mess as is the rotation, but you know the group of guys that have been in those two slots have really done a good job of of holding down the fort while the offense has compensated you know nicely. So um, really going to be interesting to see how you know the Rockies continue to play this season, uh, sitting with a record of forty two and thirty eight, looking up at the Los Angeles Dodgers who have a record of fifty five and twenty seven. Um, 12 games behind first place are the Rockies in that division. So we shall see. Rockies, uh, you know, another good uh, tidbit of information is they have played really, really well this season at home. Colorado has posted a 22-15 and 15 record at Coors Field this year. Um, that said, the Dodgers did sweep a series against the Dodgers, or the Dodgers did sweep a series against the Rockies earlier this season. So that's going to do it for me on the latest installment of the 20th and Blake podcast. I will be back here on Friday to update you guys with what's going on in that Dodgers series. Until then, be sure to check out all of our content on My Life Sports, MyLifeSports.com, the radio station, AM 1340, FM 1047, and in the magazine, which you can find from King Super or in King Supers from Foco to Castle Rock, all throughout the front range. So be sure to pick up a copy of that magazine. As for me, if you're a fan of my work, you can follow me on Instagram at avp.media and on Twitter at media by AP. Really, really appreciate it when you guys interact with me to help me improve my craft as a sports reporter. But that's gonna do it for me, guys, on the latest installment of the 20th and Blake podcast. I'll be back in a couple of days. Until then, enjoy the sunshine, enjoy the warm weather, and uh, maybe come down to Coors Field for a ball game. You know, Coors Field is is one of the premier ballparks in all of the sport. Uh, really, just one of the premier places to watch a sporting event, in my in my God honest opinion. Coors Field, great place to be. Maybe I'll see you over there. Um, all that good stuff. But that's going to do it for me, guys. We will talk to you later.